You're listening to the What The Fab podcast, where empowered women empower women through candid conversations, inspiring stories, and tangible tips. I'm your host, Elise Armitage. I'm a digital creator, and I left my nine to five job at Google to chase my dreams of being an entrepreneur. I'm so happy to have you here. Let's get into some real talk. Hello, and welcome back to the What The Fab podcast. We're back with another episode today, and we are doing an interview. Loving the consistency. I am keeping it up. That is my goal for the new year. We are putting these podcasts out weekly. And today's guest is a special one. Her name is Renee Bowen, and she is a dear friend of mine that I met in my mastermind group last year. We touch on so many topics that I think are just so freaking essential for everyone, but like for women especially, because I'm really noticing that self-limiting belief and self-doubt and negative talk, it's a thing that we literally all have and deal with. I want to see more women breaking past those barriers. And Renee gives us some great tips for how to see where you're at, acknowledge and kind of observe what is happening and tips and tricks for breaking free of that. If you are new to this podcast, welcome. Thanks for joining. And if you have been listening for a while now, we are, we're just past the one year anniversary of the What The Fab podcast. And so if you haven't taken a second to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I would so appreciate it if you could do that. You just go to Apple Podcasts, pull up the What The Fab podcast, leave a four-star review or five-star review, whatever whatever the most amount of stars happens to be. And that just helps grow the show. And again, I appreciate it. So let's talk about our guest today. Renee Bowen is a high school senior photographer. She's a very talented photographer and she has done a really excellent job of keeping her business boutique. It is, you know, from an outsider's perspective, she has really found a way to elevate and curate her business and to really create relationships with the people that she works with. Like it goes beyond just pictures. She is also a mentor to other photographers from all over the country and she offers specialized training on the art and the business of photography. So she teaches others how to be super successful as senior portrait photographers. She has several different courses that also help photographers take their businesses to the next level. And she is a certified NLP life coach. So we're going to get into all of that in this episode. What is NLP? How can it be used for life coaching? But she's amazing. She is incredibly intuitive and just makes some really life-changing observations just through simple questions that she asks and small observations that she makes. So I am very excited. Let's welcome Renee Bowen to the What the Fab podcast. Renee, Renee, ah, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's so nice to see you. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. I love your podcast and I love your closet. Love looking at your shoes. I'm so jealous. Thank you. It is my my dream closet. It was like the one thing that I was like when we moved to our new house. I was like, I need to have an actual closet instead of like the crap that we had yes. in our one bedroom apartment in San Francisco. So it's like, oh yeah, my happy place. I love it. Thank you. How's everything in your household? Everyone's recovered. You dodged the bullet of COVID. You're feeling good. I somehow dodged the bullet. Yeah, it's been, it's crazy. And actually my older son dodged the bullet too. So he and I both were fine, totally fine. My other son and my husband both contracted the dreaded, you you know what? And it's just more of a pain than anything else. And honestly, I'm just really grateful that my son who caught it, he actually did it now because he's about to go back to school up in Boston. And I was like, okay, at least you got it out of the way. He was due for his booster like right then and there, but he ended up getting this. It worked out. I was, I'd rather him get it when he's at home, you know, then have to deal with it at school. So that was a blessing. And then my husband, it was like, I told you, I think I messaged you because you were checking on me. And I was like, yeah, it's more of a pain in the butt for me because I literally just have to wait on him hand and foot. (laughs) And I think he's getting a little too used to this, like three, you know, awesome meals a day brought to him. So I'm glad that's over. Yeah, I'm very glad for you that that's over. I feel like everyone I know is either sick with a cold and trying to figure out if they have COVID Mm -hmm. or they have COVID and Mm -hmm. they're just like dealing with it. Or if you're in SoCal like me, the winds (laughs) and everyone is like allergies. So like you don't know, like yesterday I was like, did I get it? And it was like, no, it's just allergies. Yeah. But yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love calling it the C word because then like on yeah. Instagram, it doesn't get that, you know, message over it. That's like, Oh, safety information. But mm-hmm. then I'll feel like I'm calling COVID like a cunt a little bit like the C word. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it is. I, it really is. So I'm glad that you're doing well. I'm recovering from a cold. So for listeners, I apologize if I am sounding a little bit nasally today, but we're just, we're rolling with it. We're going through with it. Renee, tell us for, for folks that might not be familiar with you and your work, can you give us a little bit of background on yourself and the very interesting areas that you are an expert in? <laughs> I, I thank you. I, I kind of do have like a, a wide range. Like my husband used to call it career ADD. He's like, what do you want to do? And I'm not even a manifesting generator in human design. I'm a generator. Like, so it's really interesting that I would have so many interests, but growing up, I knew photography. Like it was something that was in my family. And so photography came easy and it was something that I just did. Right. And then I went to college. I went to LSU and I could not decide what I wanted to... I think I changed my major probably at least five times. So I went to college and I decided... I ended up with a degree in psychology because I loved... I just really loved psychology. I thought that it was, you know, just lit me up, you know? So I got a degree in psych with, with the intention of going back, obviously with psychology, you have to go back for at least a master's. And then I, I I did like a semester, a summer semester at UCLA. It was kind of just an excuse for me to just move to LA for the summer, (laughs) me and my roommate. And I kind of fell in love with LA and I came from a very, very small town. I should preface that. Like my town that I grew up in has one traffic light. So I grew up literally in the middle of nowhere in Louisiana. And I just wanted a big city. You know what I mean? I just wanted to have that experience. So instead of going to grad school in Louisiana, I said, you know, I'm just going to move to LA for a little while after I graduated, see how I like that. I kind of was interested in acting. I, you know, always something I thought might be kind of fun to pursue. Little did I know that it was really a lot of work. And so I just decided, you know, whatever, screw it. I'm just going to move to LA. Literally packed up my two dogs, giant dogs, and just moved with no plan. I'm sure my mother was extremely happy about this. But it was amazing. Like within two months, I met my husband, did not know that he was going to be my husband, but I met him in a bar and he's an actor and he was a little bit younger than me. And I was like, oh, this is so not a good idea. But you know, 26 years later or something like that, you know, it's fine. At that point, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I was waiting tables, making tons of money doing that, having a really, really good time in LA. I ended up going to massage therapy school. So then I fell into massage therapy because I really, really believe in this mind-body connection. Like I love, I geek out on all that stuff, right? Like, so how our brain and our bodies really work together. And the massage school that I went to was very much in that modality. That, that's what they taught. So I was really excited about that. And I did that for a long time. I didn't find photography again until fast forward a few years. We ended up having three kids under the age of two and my husband's an actor and shit was crazy. And, you know, so I, uh, I said, like, you know, what? I, I want to do something that I can do around raising my kids because my oldest son has autism. I wanted to be there as much as I could, but I knew that I needed something for myself as well. Like that was really, really important to me. So I built a photography business literally from nothing. That that's been amazing. And that's basically been the most of probably my adult life, my career is, you know, building this photography business, which I've done and loved for many, many years. But psychology and working with people has always been like my first love, right? Because that's kind of what I was always interested in. So I went back to get my certification in life coaching. And then I fell into NLP, which is neuro linguistic programming that I absolutely love and neuroencoding and brain training and hypnosis. And so about three or four years ago, I had always been educating photographers, like literally in the last like 10 years, I've always been kind of like moving into that space of like sharing what I know with other photographers and then mentoring and then creating courses and online communities. And so it was a natural progression for me to weave this in because what I found with most photographers and creative professionals is that really we just need to get out of our own way. It's a mindset thing, right? It's a mindset game. So again, that was just another reinforcement of me saying, okay, this is really what really lights me up is working with other people, really trying to provide as much value in that way that I can and digging deep into mindset and and hacking our brains basically, because it's fascinating to me. The unconscious is just fascinating. So that's me. I'm, you know, now all my kids are grown and almost flown, (laughs) you know, they're they're still, they're still college age. And my husband and I are just kind of like, all right, what's next, right? So, yeah. 
Oh, that's so awesome. I love that. And so for our listeners, Renee and I know each other through our mastermind group that we were a part of last year. Shout out to Julie Solomon, who ran that mastermind beautifully. Yay. Renee, I mean, kind of touching on some of the points that you just mentioned, talking about your very interesting background and areas of expertise. I mean, it was so apparent right away that like, you are just, you're very intuitive and you ask a lot of questions. You asked me a lot of questions. You asked the other members in the group a lot of questions that really made us think about our mindset, different areas of our lives, our personal lives, our businesses. And I, I just want to thank you for that because there was, so, I feel like it was like the mastermind and then also like life coaching by Renee, like all together, because there are a lot of things in conversations that I really like took with me, you know, after that mastermind group. And so we're going to get into a lot of those different areas. But before that, I want to ask you, because I assume that you would be a person to pick a word for 2022. If you have, have you chosen a word for 2022? And, and what is it? I always choose a word. I always do. You know, I am that person. I'm a Virgo. I'm very much like, you know, in my systems and routine. And and I definitely think it helps a lot in strategizing and just kind of like easing ourselves into the new year kind of thing. I'm struggling with mine this year. I'm not, I don't, I don't know struggle's the right word. I am not 100% settled, but I'm, I'm pretty close. I'm pretty close, but I'm kind of like, just like I was last year. And I, I, I'd mentioned this a lot in our mastermind, how, you know, most of my life, I, even though it goes against basically what I kind of coach about, I always personally came from that place of, of doing and strategizing and figuring things out and being very much here. And I'm kind of in this space now where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be, it's going to come. It's there. It's in the ether. It's like super close, but I haven't actually solidified like what that really feels like yet. But I, I do feel like I'm really, really close. The first couple of weeks of this year have been a little, you know, hectic dealing with all kinds of stuff at home. So I feel like I'm starting my year, my year right now, <laughs> a couple weeks in. <laughs> Same. Same. And that was another thing that I admired about you in the mastermind group last year was that like, even though I'm a generator too. And so I'm, you know, we can be so focused on like the doing and the tasks and like solutions oriented. And it's really hard to kind of take a step back and be like, you know what, I'm actually like just kind of figuring it out. And like this idea of like, I'm just going to be like, it's like, that's really hard. So that was definitely something that, that I admire about kind of it being is. able to take a step outside of like the doing and being like, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to let it come to me as I work through this and figure it out. And I don't need a solution tomorrow. You know, it doesn't need to be resolved tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still working through that. You know, I mean, it's definitely a work in progress. I, I feel like I've made so much progress last year in the mastermind and, and I think all of us were probably in somewhat similar, you know what I mean? Like in different phases, I think it was a good lesson. And I think that 2021 in general was that for a lot of people, it was like this realization of, I mean, so many people like the mass exodus of work, you know, the great resignation, people like just waking up and deciding, do I really want to do this? Like really, what is my purpose? What do I really, really want to do? And life is short. And how am I spending my time asking all these questions that I think that for so long we were on autopilot, we all kind of fell into this hustle culture and that's all great and fine. But the timing, I think of 2021 specifically was really, really significant for a lot of us. And so I think a lot of us are in that place. And, you know, a lot of my coaching clients are definitely there. And the first thing I, I tell them is that it's okay, right? You got my permission. You need to Life give yourself coaching. permission to just let it be, let it, let yourself just kind of be in that because the answers are there. The universe knows it's really just our resistance to it that we need to kind of let go of basically. Hold up, I have to tell you about my new What the Fab presets. I finally launched digital product, and let me tell you, it was a lot harder than I expected it to be, but I am so excited that they're live. They're available. You can shop them on the website. You can just go to whatthefab.com slash presets to see them in all their freaking glory. <laughs> These presets are something that I have been refining and tweaking over the years, and after almost a decade of being a travel blogger and lifestyle blogger, 
year, I'm finally making them available to you to purchase and to use on your own photos. So whether you are a full-time content creator or this is your side hustle or you just want beautiful aesthetic photos for your feed, I'd love for you to check them out. Presets are honestly a game changer. Using Lightroom presets has really optimized how I'm able to edit my photos. It makes everything cohesive and beautiful and branded so that when you see one of my pictures on Instagram or Pinterest, you know that it's coming from what the fab. And you can have that kind of brand cohesiveness too by using the presets and tweaking them for your own skin tone and style. They also have saved me hours upon hours of editing photos. I mean, it used to take me half a day to go through, you know, hundreds of photos from a shoot. Now I can just do it within one or two clicks. And then if I'm using desktop, batch sync it across all of the photos. It's amazing. Like I said, game changer. And these presets are, they're light and airy and will make your photos look beautiful, whether you're shooting on an iPhone or in the raw on DSLR. I've got the mobile pack. I've got the desktop pack. So there's something for everyone. If you want to edit just on the go, the mobile pack is a great option and you can use Lightroom mobile. The app is free. So that's a really great option for someone who's doing this as a side hustle or a beginner. And then if you are building building a brand, um, maybe this is your full-time thing, you'll probably want both the mobile and the desktop versions because then you'll be able to edit on the go on the app, but then also really like sit down in front of your computer, do that batch editing I was talking about, and just have that really cohesive vibe across all of your photos. So I hope you'll check them out. And I'm so excited I have a little gift for you. So you can get one of my mobile presets for free. Just go to whatthefab.com slash free and you can get my World Traveler mobile preset for free and you can use it on the Adobe Lightroom app on your phone. And the World Traveler preset, I've used it on every type of photo imaginable. It's light and airy and beautiful and just makes you look glowy. I've used it on selfies, date night pics, home decor, food, um, my friends' kids, and of course, my jet setting travel pics. So I know that you will love it. Again, go to whatthefab.com slash free to grab that free preset for yourself. Enjoy it. Love it. Use it. I can't wait to see what kinds of photos you create with it and be sure to use hashtag WTFab presets so I can see and share all my stories. All right, let's get back to the episode. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. So I want to touch on one of the things that you mentioned when you were talking about your background and that is NLP. So you're yeah. a trained expert in NLP. I had never heard of it until joining really? this mastermind group. I hadn't. Yeah. Um, so it was, I was just like fascinated when I was learning about it. Can you tell us more, like, what is it? Mm -hmm. How does it work? What's the science behind it? And then how does that tie into life coaching? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, right? Which kind of sounds a little creepy with the programming part, but (laughs) we'll get to that. It's been around since the 70s. There's a lot of different ways to define it, but basically it's like learning the language of your own mind. I like to think of it as a manual for your brain. So it's actually something that you don't have to be certified in it to really use on the daily. It's, It's a lot of, you know, like I said before, like hacking your brain, mind tricks, learning how to reframe things. A lot of life coaches do use it. Probably Tony Robbins is the most famous one, right? He was probably the first time I heard about NLP, like way back in the early 2000s when I was looking into my own, you know, self-development. It's a great tool for self-awareness, really, is what it is. And that's really the first step in creating pretty much any kind of change or growth in our lives is that self-awareness. And so NLP really helps you with that. I like to just kind of call it that. It's like a manual for your brain. It is based on learning the language of, of how we all kind of work, right? Yeah, it's language, but it's also nonverbal cues, body language, how we process information, auditory, visually, things like that. So it is a really useful tool in life coaching because I can really help people faster, more effectively get through things. Now, a lot of therapists will use it 
but it's not like a substitution for therapy. I I do want to kind of put that out there as a disclaimer. It works really well in tandem with therapy, I do believe. And there, like I said, there are some therapists who are, you know, specialized in that as well, but they're licensed therapists. But for me, I feel like it's a, it's kind of a fast track. And the other part of it is that when I was certified in it and what really was exciting to me the most, it really helps you work with your unconscious mind, which is kind of where all the stuff happens, right? And so I not only got certified in NLP, but also hypnosis, which a lot of people have their own ideas about what hypnosis is too. You know, like it's not stage hypnosis or things like that. You can't be made to do anything that you don't want to do. But really hypnosis and NLP work really well together because that's kind of where everything is if if you want to kind of like break it down to simple terms, right? So you really, your unconscious is, is really how working with your unconscious is how to get what you want in life, if that makes sense. It's not out to get you. A lot of people feel like, why do I keep having these thoughts and why, you know, my unconscious is out to get me, but it's not. It's really there to help you get what you want in life. You just have to learn how to use it properly. And that's what NLP helps you do. Does that make sense? So freaking interesting. I have so many questions based off of that. (laughs) I want to talk about mindset and hypnosis more. Okay, let's start with mindset. So you mentioned like reframing and kind of like using your understanding and using your unconscious mind. So when I think back to some of the mindset questions that you asked me last year, first Mm -hmm. mastermind retreat in person back in April, you helped me uncover some interesting things that I have around my mindset around money. And I literally never thought Mm -hmm. that I Mm -hmm. had any kind of like, I just thought like, what possible hangups could I have around money? Like I grew up in an upper middle class home, like super comfortable. I make good money. Like what could I possibly have to like dig into about that? And then through our conversation, I realized like, oh, like I, I have been kind of feeling like I, or not feeling like, but realizing that I have this tendency to guilt myself about spending, especially if it's like a large amount, even if it is something that I can afford that fits comfortably in my budget. Mm -hmm. So like with our new house, we did new hardwood floors upstairs. There was this horrible like shag carpet that was upstairs and we did all the budgeting. We picked the beautiful hardwood. It like fit within our budget. And every day after we decided that we were going to go through with that, I had at least one thought a day where I was like, maybe we should just stick with the shag carpet. <laughs> maybe we should. If the shag is fine. Like it's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and even after when the hardwood was done and it was so beautiful, there were a couple times where I was like, should I? And then I was like, no, like it's beautiful. It makes us happy. We love it. It fit within our budget. Like there's just no room to like feel guilty about spending that money. Like I, money is meant to be spent. And especially if it's like, it fits within your budget and it's something that, you know, you really want. And so when we were chatting about this earlier last year, I started Mm -hmm. thinking, you were like, well, you know, what was your relationship with money like as a child? And like, how did your parents, you know, interact with that? And what did they kind of display for you? And I was like, Oh, (laughs) like when I think back to when I was a kid, like my parents were very open about like answering questions about money. I know some, some folks like their parents are like, we don't talk about money in this household. It wasn't like that. But with my family and our personal situation, my dad was, he had his own business. Both my parents had their own businesses. My dad's business was like doing really, really well. And then he got sick with an illness that doctors still have not been able to diagnose. And so he basically like had to stop working. Mm -hmm. And my mom was the breadwinner and she like, she saved our asses. I mean, she like hustled. She would get up at five in the morning to run her business. She's a technical writer while taking care of her kids and her sick husband. And when I was younger, my dad had told my mom, like, my business is doing really well. Like, you don't have to work if you don't want to, you know? And she was like, well, but I do. Like, I I do want to keep my business going and I do want to work and be a mom. And I just think like if she had said like, okay, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to like <laughs> chill and like not run this business. That sounds nice. Like we would have been so yeah. fucked like when yeah. that situation happened. And so I think I kind of have this like 
mentality. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs have that too, where it's like, you want to say yes to everything. And like, if there's money on the table, you're like, I'm going to take it and do it. And I can end up like feeling like I have to take on all the things. And I also Mm -hmm. like, I really like to see my money. So like buying the house was so scary Mm -hmm. because it's like, you know, yes, we, you know, we own part of it and we have a mortgage now, but like my bank account went right. So that was scary for me. Like investing is scary for me because it's not in my bank account. And Mm -hmm. it is very empowering to have a little bit more context around why I feel that way. Because like Omid, my husband, he doesn't feel that way at all. He's Mm. like, he's like, Oh, yep, great fits within our budget Buy the hardwood floors. I haven't like thought about it (laughs) since we made that decision, you know, like, Oh, yeah, great. Like we can afford this house like great. Like, so it's it's just really interesting to kind of see how that works. And then after because in your Yeah, go ahead. Because in your young mind, you're unconscious, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. even though consciously you're not, like, this is not a conscious thing. This is a programming thing that gets stuck in it. That's why your unconscious holds all the key. Keep going. (laughs) I just wanted to (laughs) interject that. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. Bring it all back to what you were just saying. And after we had those conversations, like now, I, I don't know if this is helpful for my friends or annoying, but like now I can kind of help them with those conversations conversations because I'll see it with, you know, blogger friends of mine, girlfriends of mine where they're like, oh, I'm scared to invest in my 401k because I don't understand how it works. And I'm like, you're literally just like wasting money by like not, you know, contributing to your Roth IRA or whatever, you know, you have set up and paying taxes on that. And it just, it scares me and I don't Mm -hmm. want to talk about Mm -hmm. it. And it's, it's just like so interesting how that kind of mindset and blockage can block you from so many things that are potentials or opportunities or ways to make money or or quote unquote smart things to do with your money. Mm -hmm. But we just like can't see it sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And it really is. It's all about what got in there, right? So seven years of age and under is like the most impactful time because that's when our brain is growing, developing. That's when a lot of trauma, but it could be like a big T or a little T. Like, so as we've come to learn about trauma over the last couple of years, just even just recently, trauma doesn't necessarily have to be something that was a big T, right? It could be something as small as, you know, I know a lot of people, especially in my generation who you go shopping with your mom and you have to hide the stuff in the trunk from dad. Like, don't tell dad we spent it. Those are all things that we pick up as kids and we don't realize that we're carrying all that with us into our adult lives. But that all plays into not wanting to look at the bank account, like not wanting to acknowledge that the money is dropping, not not wanting to really look at it in a, like you said before, in a very responsible adult way, because we're still operating from a past script. And that that's that power of the unconscious mind because we can absolutely rewire that. We just have to want to. And that's what's so cool about NLP is that it does give you in all of this in general, not just NLP, but like the more self-awareness that you have, the better off you're going to be like just period the end. It gives you so much insight, not like you said, not only into yourself and your own life, but other people. And you start finding it. That was like the running joke in college when I was studying psychology, even. They were like, well, just so you know, you're going to be diagnosing yourself and everyone else around you with everything that we're learning about, which is 100% true. So, you know, it's kind of the same thing when you start, like the more self-aware you get about like what's going on with yourself, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I I can kind of see what's going on with that person. And it's an interesting thing. But yeah, the good news is that you can rewind. The good news is that you can reframe it. And now even like, not even like having to go through like therapy or like even work with a coach, sometimes just knowing it and journaling about it. And there's so many cool like exercises that you can do just on your own to unlock what's there and then reframe it. So that's really cool. That's been effective for you. Yeah, it definitely has. Okay, so I know what everyone listening is asking. They're like, okay, I have these mindset issues around money too, or I have these self-limiting beliefs too. How do I rewire my brain? Because one thing that I that really became clear to me being part of this mastermind group last year was like literally everyone has self-limiting beliefs in some way or another. Like everyone. Mm-hmm. everyone. And I always kind of thought that like, I don't know, I guess like I just kind of thought that like, if you're a boss ass bitch and like killing it, like what self-limiting beliefs could you possibly have? But I'm like, you know what? I am a really confident person and I have plenty of self-doubt 
and self-limiting beliefs. I mean, it sounds so cheesy, but it's like that quote that's like, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, it's so true. Like if you think that you can't do it, you're not going to do it. And if you're like, fuck yeah, I can do this. Then like, you're going to do it. 100%. So where does that self-doubt and then these self-limiting beliefs, first of all, where do you think that comes from? Is it just like our lizard brain, like trying to keep us safe? Like why? Because when I think about, you know, I'm launching this course, I'm excited about it. And then I start getting all of these thoughts of like, you're a fraud. Who are you to do this? If I had my best friend or my sister in the same situation, they told me like, I'm going to launch, you know, this SEO course. My first reaction would be amazing. Yeah, of course you would, because you have skyrocketed your traffic and you got paid to consult on this. And like, duh, that makes so much sense. And you're going to kill it and make so much money. But when it's me, I'm like, you're a fraud. Yeah. Because it's your unconscious and you're right about it being the lizard part of your brain. And that really is what it is. And it's it's very much a limbic system too, like if you want to get kind of technical about it. But like our unconscious, and that's kind of what I was saying before, a lot of people feel like, why am I doing this to myself? Why am I self-sabotaging? It's really just our unconscious brain trying to keep us safe. Its literal job is to keep us alive. For me and for a lot of the people that I work with, one of the first things that kind of helps with that is realizing that you're not a bad person. This happens to everybody. You know, this is not something you're doing to your self to keep yourself down, your unconscious mind knows that, okay, you've been doing this for so long. Like, you you know, if we've been like in a, let's say you've been at a job, at a corporate job and you want to leave, like whatever kind of pattern or habit you want to break, your unconscious brain will see that as danger because that's not safe. That's not what we've always done. We're going to die. Like literally that's where it kind of goes to, right? I mean, like at the base of it, that's why it kind of goes there. That's what that imposter syndrome stuff is all about. Who am I? to do this? Who am I to do that? Jen Sincero in her books, who I love, she calls it the Italian grandmother. You know, you can personify it and give it a name, whatever. It's literally your unconscious brain because it's all those old scripts that you just took in. You know, for some people, it's really cool and effective for them to learn where that came from. But for some people, they're like, you know what? I just want to get rid of this. Like, yep, that's cool. I get it. I see it. Like that makes sense. How do I get rid of this? So it really depends on the person. So, you know, everybody kind of has their own map of the world everybody has their own perspective. And part of NLP is really understanding how to match that with your, you know, when you're working with someone in that setting. But the first thing that we always kind of talk about, at least I do, is that your unconscious is really not out to get you. Sometimes it really does help to give it like a name or to actually just face it like, hey, look, I know this is different. Literally, I have stopped in my closet, you know, (laughs) on a random morning when I'm having those thoughts and be like, listen, I know this is different than what we've done before. I get it. Thank you for keeping me safe. I appreciate you. You're dismissed. And like literally learning how to, might sound a little crazy, but learning how to speak to your unconscious and calm yourself, right? So tell yourself that you are safe. So a lot of that has a lot to do with safety for people because it does come back to that being fight, flight, or freeze, being chased by a saber-toothed tiger. That's why it's there. It's literally in our systems to keep us alive. But now we don't have that. We just have, you know, oh, I want to start a podcast. Oh, I want to, you know, create a course or whatever it is. And it's like perceived danger for our, you know, our unconscious mind. So that's kind of what I, where I like to start with people is to like, all right, let's just notice it. Let's look at it. Let's pay attention to it. Let's acknowledge it. Let's thank it. <laughs> Come from a heart place, a heart centered place and, and realize that you're good. You're safe and work from that place up depending on whatever else is kind of on top of that. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. You know what I mean? You guys, I just discovered Newly and had to tell you about it. It's a fashion rental subscription service. So it's basically like Netflix for clothes. I also have a $10 off discount for you. So I'll let you know how to get that in just a sec. So here's how it works. You pick out six pieces of clothing that get shipped right to your home. You wear them for as long as you want. And then when you're done, you send them back in the same packaging it arrived in. There's a return label in there and everything. Super easy. And they have such cute pieces from brands like Anthropology, Ralph Lauren, Badgley Mishka, Free People, just to name a few. And if you fall in love with a piece and you decide you want to keep it, you can buy it at a super discounted rate. Like I'm seeing anywhere from 15 to 70% off the retail price for the pieces that I have at home right now. You also don't have to worry about washing anything or even if you accidentally damage it, you know, you spill some coffee or pop a sequin or two off, Newly will take care of it. 
bit and you won't be charged. Personally, I am feeling a little bit uninspired with my closet and my clothes right now after the pandemic. So Newly has just been a great, affordable, sustainable option for me to have a bunch of new outfits every month and just get excited about dressing up again. You can pause or cancel Newly at any time, and I also have a referral link for you to get $10 off your first month. Just go to whatthefab.com slash Newly, and Newly is spelled N as in Nancy, U-U-L-Y. Enjoy, and let's get back to the episode. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're so right. Those thoughts always come up when I'm doing something new and different and stretching Mm -hmm. myself. It's, I never have those thoughts when it's like something I know I'm good at and I'm just like rolling with it. You know, when I'm shooting your comfort zone. Exactly. When I'm in my comfort zone, when I'm shooting sponsored brand campaigns, which I've been doing for like how many years. But then as soon as I start firing up my blank Google sheet to start working on the outline for my course, I'm like, uh, should I be doing this? Like, (laughs) (laughs) and that's literally what it is and that's why we always talk about just you have to do it scared because the fear is never going to go away it it really isn't like the fear is not going to go away like literally your unconscious is always going to be kind of like rearing its head and sometimes it like happens when you least expect it right like everything's going good and all of a sudden it's like what what the hell you know and so you it's like going to the gym you have to learn how to get in whatever it takes to to keep your mindset in the place that you want it to be in and create the habits. It's really all about kind of creating small habits that you can stack so that you have those to, like those strategies to fall back on when you do feel like you're backsliding, right? Like even those even people who are best-selling authors, biggest speakers in the world, right? In this in this space, they still have those moments. The difference between them and someone off the street, let's say, is that they have the habits to fall back on when they do go through it. So they have built up a system of strategies that they know what works for them. And that's really what I like to do in coaching is to try and help people figure out what works for them so that they can have real strategies to help themselves to come back from. You know what I mean? And that's why Mastermind is so great too, because you have so many people in not necessarily in the same you know headspace, but in the same space dealing with all kind of different things. However, it's such a the energy, it's all its all about that energy when it comes to a, mind, a mastermind, I think. It's like, you know, when everyone is kind of on that same page, that same frequency, they all want to kind of rise together. That's huge for like exponentially growing in a very fast way and helping your mindset stay on track. It's like going to the gym for, you know, <laughs> constantly with your friends, <laughs> accountability partners. So good. I want to ask you about hypnosis because that was mm-hmm. also something that like you kind of hinted at earlier when I think about hypnosis before last year I thought about my high school grad night where they hired a hypnotist and like got people to like get up and squawk like a chicken and so when we were talking about kind of that reframing last year you were like hey I have some hypnosis tracks like you know you can play them while you're like doing the dishes driving whatever it's not like you have to like sit down and listen to them and I have to tell you Renee I took all three of the tracks that you gave me and I love them so much first of all your voice is so calming like it just like calms my nervous system down I took all three of them and I put them I just used like garage band and I put Mm -hmm. them over and over and over again so that it's like now a three hour long file and I play it when I'm traveling yeah so like I just came back from Costa Rica I listened to you for probably like eight hours because I just had like Mm -hmm. I had those tracks going on in the background while I was working while I was like (laughs) reading and something about the what you're saying and the I believe you have binaural beats going on in the background well I want to ask you about Mm -hmm. those later too Mm -hmm. something about it just like calms me down and you know you're all like stressed out when you're traveling especially right now like with COVID there's just like so much and as soon as I put my noise canceling headphones on and put those hypnosis tracks on I am like oh my I am abundant like I am just feeling so good and it just like calms me the F down so tell us more about how you created those what's the reasoning behind it the science behind it how does it work I just would love to hear more because I've been loving them. 
I'm so glad that they're helpful. I love hypnosis. I too had kind of a preconceived thing about it as well, obviously, you know, but, you know, a friend of mine had told me about it a few years ago and, you know, she was really kind of getting into it. And then when I went through the NLP training, my trainer is also a master hypnotist. Joseph Clough is like amazing and he's English. So his voice is like butter. And so I thought, wow, that's so cool. And so the way he teaches NLP and hypnosis, it, it kind of, he goes very well together, right? Because in NLP, sometimes we do use hypnotic language because it's about using the right kind of prompts, the right kind of language to elicit whatever response we're trying to get from our clients. And hypnosis, I kind of feel like is a super duper fast track to your unconscious, like super duper fast track because it works directly on your unconscious mind. I have all kinds of different ones. You know, I have some like, I like to have a topic for a lot of my tracks. I'll have some, like I have one on abundance and money mindset. I have one on just general happiness and calm and things like that. But you can kind of create tracks based on whatever issue, like when I work with one-on-one clients, I create them specifically for that person, like dealing with what they're dealing with which can be really powerful because I'm using all of the information I have about that person and embedding it. So there is, you know, obviously there's a whole training on hypnosis. So it's, you know, it's, it's a whole thing in, in and of itself and you can do it in person. So like there are things where you could go to a practitioner and work one-on-one with them either over zoom or face-to-face or whatever. I just really think the tracks are super powerful because you can, like you said, like what you've done with them, you can listen to them anytime. And there's like, there's nothing wrong with listening to them all the time or as much as you want. In fact, it's really good because you're just retraining your brain. You're retraining your brain to think differently, to run a different loop. And when we work on that deeper unconscious part of us, everything else just follows. I just, you know what I mean? Like everything just kind of like lines up. So I find that, and that's why I do, that's why I do embed mine over binaural beats, which I know you wanted to kind of like talk a little bit about. And so for people who don't know what those are, basically it's kind of a little techie. I'll try and make it as simple as possible. But you know, we all have, we have brain waves, right? So like the brain has delta, theta, alpha, beta, and gamma. And we're not talking about the C word right now. We're talking about brain waves, which is very interesting, by the way. Beta is where most of us live, you know what I mean? On a daily basis, we're kind of always in beta brain waves and those are measured in hertz, right? So like, you know, that's where the techie part comes in. So when we're like in deep, deep sleep, that's delta. And theta is kind of like before deep sleep, it's like REM, like REM sleep, deep relaxation. That's where I like to get most of my clients to be is in theta because it's not super, super deep like delta, although delta can be very useful as well. Theta is usually where I like to get people to be because when you listen to binaural beats, what happens is it kind of trains your brain to get on that hertz. So what happens is, is it's giving you two different frequencies in each ear, right? Like one is one frequency, one is another. And then the difference between the two is interpreted by the brain as a third beat, as a third frequency. They create these specifically with that in mind. So a theta, for example, binaural beat is going to be like four to eight hertz and delta is going to be one to four. And so it's all about training your brain to get to that place of relaxation, ideally, more often and on its own. So the more that you listen to it, the easier and faster it is for you to get there and for your nervous system to calm. I do a lot of them sometimes on with alpha, which is actually really kind of cool because alpha is like the creative focused place. And so I do, um, like I have one track that's called Focus and it's over an alpha binaural beat. So it's me talking, for those of you guys who are wondering what the heck this means, is it's me like kind of talking and doing, it's called suggestions, hypnotic suggestions over a binaural beat. But it's really, really important to know that your unconscious will not allow anything bad to happen to you. Like this is not about, because a lot of people are like really freaked out by this. Like, am I going to be given some kind of strange hypnotic suggestion that, you know, is going to be me do crazy stuff. No, it's not like that at all. Obviously, you have to have a level of trust with your practitioner and things like that. You wouldn't just want to go buy any hypnosis online. Vet them, please. But any reputable hypnosis practitioner or therapist is going to be really focused on heart-centered work. That's what I try and come from. So like even before I record hypnosis, I do a meditation. I get in a good space. I come from my heart. And so it's very much a frequency thing. They range in length from... I mean, you can do them as... I don't like anything shorter than like 15 minutes, I find. 15 minutes to about 25, 30 max. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've just been like really enjoying them. And I, one kind of thought that came up for me as you were talking more about it and explaining it is like, like we just mentioned, our brains, you know, there's so much kind of negative self-talk and those self-limiting beliefs, like our brains, you know, you're kind of like bombarded with those messages sometimes. So it's nice to kind of flip the switch and be bombarded with really positive messages for once. (laughs) And like, exactly, exactly. It's all positive and it's, it's designed to get you you to create the habit to get yourself back in there as much as possible. And that's really what it's for us to create a better sense of well-being, a more positive, you know, get everything firing like dopamine and serotonin where we want it to be. I like to tell people to listen to them in if, when they're in a relaxed state, like flying is perfect. I always listen to it when I'm flying or as you're falling asleep sometimes is really cool and you can just continue sleeping with it. That's even better if you can sleep with headphones or you can get that cool thing that I just saw that has, I need to get that <laughs> headband with the speakers. I definitely want to get that. Oh, definitely yeah, want to get yeah. that. I was like, that'd be perfect for hypnosis. But I like to tell people like once you've done them a few times, it's totally fine. And just like, if you're like in it, you can feel yourself slipping in and like you need a reframe and you need to like take control of your state because that's really what we try and do in NLP is trying to get our clients to take control of your state because that's really all we're really in control of is is how we are being. And so it's a great trick to use. Like if you're having a crappy day and you know you need to clean the house, pop your headphones in and just put put a track on and you don't have to think about it. You don't have to pay attention to it. Your unconscious is going to do all the work. So it can be kind of cool like that. That's an amazing hack (laughs) and trick. I love it. I'm always listening to him. My husband too. So good. I want to shift gears a little bit and ask you about moon stuff. (laughs) You mean astrology? Yes. But like specifically, I feel like you're very in tune with like the moon and like its cycles. And that is like so foreign to me. It's like, it's fascinating, but I'm like, how does this work? And how do you use this? Like, do you use this as information that helps you with planning certain things or different aspects of your life or your energy or how you're feeling? Like, what does that look like for you? Right, right, right. So I have always been fascinated by astrology. Like in college, we had my my really good friends and I, we had Linda Goodman's, this like thick, we call it the Bible. It's called Linda Goodman's Love Signs. And it matched, <laughs> this is my first like introduction to all this. It matched your like astrological sign like with another one. So like if you were dating a guy who was a Scorpio or a Cancer, we would come home and we would just like read all about it. It was just something that we just dabbled in and we thought it was fun. But like the older I got, the more interested I became in that. And then obviously when I went to massage therapy school, I was in, like I said, it was very hippy dippy, mind body, very, you know, spiritual type of school. And, you know, I grew up in a Catholic house. Like I went to Catholic school for 12, 13 years. So I like to call myself a recovering Catholic. I just, you know, I feel like I had a lot of unraveling to do of my own beliefs about religion and spirituality and purpose and, you know, all of that. So this kind of was, was part of that journey for me. I then went on to become a Reiki level two. Like, so I'm a really big believer in energy work. So all of this kind of ties into like who I am and what I do in, in just everything. But specifically astrology, I still, I'd still use it to this day. I'm by no means a professional in the field. It is still something I feel very amateur in as far as like what it all means, because it's really, really intricate and you know, really particular when you get into all the different ins and outs of it. But the moon is something very easily that you can work with. And it can be something like, I like to use it for journaling. I like to use it for like just personal work. For me, you know, a new moon. So just in general, we're to break it down really simple. We have a new moon and a full moon. So leading up to that new moon and on the new moon is when we tend to go inward. Right. So it's just kind of our natural phase, especially as women. This is a lot to do with like our moon cycles and things like that. You tend to go inward. So it's a really good time to do introspective work. It's a really good time to do shadow work. It's a really good time to journal about all of those inner workings and dreams. And then as it goes into this, you know, a full moon, a full moon is like a purge. A full moon is like you know, a releasing of that energy. So you can do some different type of work based on that. And again, it all depends on what sign the moon is in at that point because it moves through it. So it's going to be some moons are more powerful than others just because of the way it's positioned in the sky. It has a lot to do with some of the other outer planets that are around it as as well. But 
I just really love to learn about it. Like to me, that's one of the things that I kind of feel like I'm always learning about everything. I, I just love learning and researching. And that's one something that is somewhat easy for me to soak in, if that makes sense. Like it just feels really natural to me. And it really is also fun because my daughter who's 21. She's really into it as well. And she's actually really good at it. So she and I have like a little inside track on it. We always talk about it and it can be really fun, but I always charge my crystals on a full moon. You know, my husband always laughs. He's like, because if I forget, he's, he's like, Oh, you didn't, you forgot to put your crystals out. I'm like, okay. (laughs) It's really kind of cute. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot you can do with it, especially on your cycles. You know what I mean? Like if you want to really kind of get into it and like what it really means for a woman's cycle and how it's really kind of cool when you look into it. It's really cool. We're amazing. Women are amazing. (laughs) Women are magical. Mm -hmm. Moral of the story, women are magical. (laughs) 100%. Oh, I love it. Well, Renee, what do you have coming up this year for 2022 that you're excited about? You know, I I just closed. I, I do a mastermind for photographers for a small group of photographers. I did it last year, but I revised it for this year. So I'm going to do it for the first six months of the year. So we just closed applications for that. And I'm excited about the members that I have there. We're, I'm planning a retreat for them in May. So I'm super excited to do that as well. But I also am doing some one on not too many one-on-ones. I'm not doing a ton of one-on-one coaching right now, but I do have a couple people that I'm working with right now. And then I'm going to be opening up some more spots in February as well. So when I work one-on-one with people, it's usually on a three-month, a six-month, or a nine-month, or 12-month. Like They can kind of decide how they want to look at that, basically. And that's for like NLP, life coaching, that kind of thing. And I am creating a couple different courses right now as well, just little side courses for photographers. And I'm, and I'm also still kind of dreaming about this other course that I'll be creating sometime this year that I'm not 100% sure what it's about, but I'm really excited about it nonetheless. Sounds super exciting. And so to clarify for the NLP life coaching where you're doing a little bit of one-on-one, is that for photographers only or anybody Oh yeah. Yeah. It's for anybody. Most of my clients are women and somewhat in the creative space, but it doesn't necessarily need to be because we do, you know, we can do business coaching as well. It really kind of just depends on the person, right? So we are, there's always an intake call to find out if we work really, you know, well together, if, if that's something that's going to be mutually beneficial. So yeah, it's open to anyone who's really looking for clarity, purpose, you know, dealing with any kind of like, you know, we were talking about before unconscious reframing, reprogramming, you kind of want to just like figure it out and, and move through it. Like they're ready, basically people who are just really ready to listen to what they're being called to do. And I love helping women, especially find that because it's not my job to tell you, but I can help you find it. I can guide you there because you have all the answers. And you're so good at it, Renee. So Thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you for clarifying. And I do have some hypnosis classes. I do have some hypnosis tracks on my my site as well, if people are interested in that. And so we can link to that just if people are just like wanting a little taste of what hypnosis is like, they can just download a track from there and try yeah, it out. Absolutely. We will link to that in the show notes. And Renee, where can everyone find you? Mainly ReneeBowenCoaching.com. That's where my coaching site is. And that's where you'll find the hypnosis tracks and Renee Bowen pretty much across the board on all socials, pretty sure. Instagram, pretty active there and on TikTok. So yeah. Amazing. I'll have to follow you on TikTok. Obviously, I follow you on Instagram and I love seeing all of your beautiful photography. And also just like you had like some Monday affirmations yesterday. I was like, oh, yes, like I needed this. So yes, find Renee on Instagram at Renee Bowen. Renee, thank you so much for (laughs) joining me. I loved this conversation today. Thank you so much. I did too. I love talking about this and I love chatting with you in general. So it was a treat. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Renee. Talk to you later. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye. Okay. Loved that conversation with Renee. She is just such a gem. And like I mentioned in the episode, I've learned so much from her. I'm just so grateful to call her a friend. So thank you again, Renee, for joining us today. If you as a listener took something away from this episode, which I hope that you did, I would love it if you could share that on your stories. So snap a screenshot of the episode, share your biggest takeaway or lesson learned and tag me at WTFab and Renee. She's at Renee Bowen on Instagram. We can't wait to hear what you think. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll be back next week.